Let us pray. God of our forebears who paved the way for our being in this place today, help us now to give up complacency, truly love one another, and hunger and thirst after righteousness as we humble ourselves as little children. As we come to you, may your bread of heaven and cup of salvation feed our souls with peace and unspeakable joy. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Good morning, St. Luke's. I still feel the love swirling in this place today after yesterday's glorious wedding of Mignon, Crawford, and Montserrat Miller. As I sat there, I was very moved by what I witnessed. As I thought about those who worked for that day that they did not see. For those of you who worked to bring about more fully God's plan for all of us as we live in community and acceptance. So today's readings, there's a whole lot going on. All kinds of feelings are being expressed. And I wonder, do the people sound like us? Or should I say, do they sound like people around us? Because we would never pray for harm to come to our enemies. No, we would never see ourselves like the psalmist as always on the side of right and pray that God repay our enemies and put an end to them. Or who among us would jockey for the position as the greatest in our family or among our colleagues? Never. Us. Or James just kind of puts it out there. If you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. I think I'll say that again. If you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Is this the world we live in? Oh, yeah. This was written almost 2,000 years ago, but what we hear from the text are that human beings have been about the same throughout history. This is so much the case today, and the writers articulate the best and worst parts of ourselves. Our difficult personalities, like the disciples in the Gospel reading, Egos out of control and our out of control behaviors. And what has sent this country spinning out of control is something very small. Two years ago, it is something you wouldn't have never thought would cause so much consternation and violence. Something that you can hold in your hand 
the mask. Physical fights on planes, assaults in schools, pandemonium at state houses and school board meetings, shooting and killing a cashier because she asked that a mask be worn in a grocery store. Happened right here. Were these the actions of kids and unruly teenagers? No. They were adults. Jesus says, whoever welcomes a little child welcomes me. Jesus takes a child and puts in the center for the adults to welcome. If you want to be great, show humility of a child. Perhaps just the model for us adults and how to behave responsibly. The tantrums are from adults over and over, not generally from kids. And in cases where kids have gone ballistic, it is probably because of our bad modeling. And in Matthew 18, 3, Jesus says, unless you adults change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Meanwhile, the adult disciples are arguing over who is the greatest. Can you believe that? Really? With all the problems around them, they were focused on themselves. They should have been ashamed of themselves and they got quiet. So it is not by accident that Jesus is talking about greatness in the context of being a servant and last, a humility that focuses on helping others. He suggests here that we are at our best when we serve others and welcome the most precious gifts among us, our children, adopted and foster children, stepchildren, grandchildren, godchildren, nieces, nephews, our children. Jesus understands that children enter our world with an openness, flexibility, humility, and acceptance that we adults often find as a struggle. Now, I can hear you thinking, you don't know my kids. <laughs> and yes, kids can often exemplify just the opposite, but I invite you to think about how they absorb so much of what we display, which should give us pause to think about how we welcome children, because that welcome is also an invitation to be more mindful of how we present before them. At a time in this pandemic when they are vulnerable to this virus, they have no vaccinations and can get sick and die. Is it asking too much for us to wear this mask? I think not. Our greatest desire is to care for our children. It is such care that we welcome them and in essence through them 
welcome our God in our lives. At the first parish where I served All Saints in Glenrock, New Jersey, I served as a priest for children and families. In that the families trusted that I would welcome their children, I will be eternally grateful because there is no greater trust. Today's gospel takes me back 15 years ago to that parish and the children I was privileged to welcome. One experience that has stayed with me like no other occurred one Saturday afternoon while I was at home in the city of New York. I was eating lunch and the vestry liaison for children, youth, and families, Nancy, called me to tell me that one of my kids, William, a 10-year-old, had been hit by a car on his bicycle. Although she told me that he had been thrown into the windshield, fortunately, he had been wearing a helmet, which saved his life. She told me that his parents were at the emergency room with him, and would I come to the hospital near Glenrock? I did not hesitate in saying yes, and grabbed collar and prayer book, and off I went. When I arrived, the ER doctor was stitching him up from lacerations, and scrapes. After the doctor finished, I walked over to William and he turned over facing me. I asked this quiet child whether he was okay. He nodded. I told him that I was here to check on him, read a scripture, Psalm 121, and offer a prayer if that were okay with him. With tears in his eyes, he nodded. In this moment, in this time when I called on God to draw near to this child who looked to me for comfort. It was in this moment that he welcomed me. For if we follow the words of Jesus and welcome children, they will welcome us. In these moments when we are willing to get out of ourselves and connect with children, we are able to experience the Spirit at work. I believe that just as I have not forgotten the power of that moment, William, who is now all grown up, allowed a spiritual presence and power because he welcomed me as I welcomed him. And on my last day at All Saints, when the children came down for communion, I picked up a communion wafer and looked up 
and saw William kneeling beside Nancy. And I thought about that powerful encounter we had had on that day. As I heard in the background the organist playing that beautiful hymn of our church, I come with joy to meet my Lord. After I gathered myself and gave him communion, I thought of our meeting our Lord and God in that moment. If you would be so great, humble yourself to be last and become as that child. Welcome that child. Listen to that child. Children, we welcome you. And when you open that door of radical welcome for children, Jesus will welcome you. Amen.